You're listening to the 41st edition of the Bitochen Podcast, and here we come to the, the end of the 13th chapter, the end of the entire section of Bitochen, in the Sefer Madragas Adam. And the author is telling us about what happens when a person trusts in a person. Sometimes a person will trust in someone else because, you know, you think that that's what you're gonna, that person's gonna provide you with what your needs, but there are so many ways that it can go wrong. It could be that that person doesn't have the ability to provide him with what he needs. And even if he has the ability, he doesn't know exactly the right way to give him what he needs, the, the right way to, to provide for him. Not everybody knows what's inside of the heart of another person. Can have someone who's very intuitive, who does have a sense when it comes to helping somebody and giving them what they need, it's something that depends on a person's hearts, because some people need less, some people need more. It really depends on their feelings. We spoke about the fact that if the, a person, if let's say Reuven is trusting in Shimon, and Shimon knows that the, the only one that Reuven is depending on is, is upon him, so he's going to provide for him. Let's say, let's say Shimon doesn't even realize that. And if he believes it and he, and he doesn't listen to another person, the truth is that he can be distant from him for many honest, true reasons. Why is he only trusting in me? The person can think. Let him get his own money. Let him provide for himself. Why is he trusting in me? So there's so many other people who can help him. Why is he only depending on me? This kind of person who only trusts in one person is included in, the, in the, what our Chazal say, that somebody who doesn't have any wisdom, a person who's completely devoid of any understanding, you're not allowed to have compassion on him. Person is asking for something which is not intellectually honest or not doesn't make sense, not fair. Right? You don't have to. A person doesn't have to provide that person with everything that they want. How many times do we say to our children, "That's not a fair request"? It's not such a fair request to place the onus of obligation on one person and on nobody else. Now, the truth is that if we think about it intellectually. He's really right. He'll still have no choice. So even if the guy responds and says, you know, I really can't do this, I really can't help you, it doesn't make sense for me to help you, I know that you have no one else to depend on, but, but you could depend on somebody else. It doesn't matter. Shimon is going to have to, really will have no choice but to provide for him. If the person is really strong-willed, really in action, really stuck on it, you're the only one who's going to give me what I want, what I need, etc. Make, make all of the calculations you want, but you're the one who's got to do it. It's included in the obligation to save a person's life. Even a truly cruel person will put all of his efforts into helping this person. We see this with our own two eyes. That a person 
is more interested than anything else in fulfilling the desire of those who trust in Him. If he'll just have the ability. There's a Maisa uh, the Chavitz Chaim brings. It's in the Sefer on the Chavitz Chaim. Um, it's, it's in a book about the Chavitz Chaim. Rosh Hashiva reads from it. Has read from it a few times. It's a Maisa with a... It's, it's a Moshal. It's not clear if it's a Moshal. It's a Maisa with Kesarin. It happened in Kesaria probably about 2,000 years ago. A particular person was caught having done something wrong, running away from the, the tax or whatever, but he said, don't, don't beat me up. I'm, uh, I'm somebody who's... Uh, I, have, I have an in with the king. I'm part of the king's entourage. I'm somebody who the king is close with. As soon as the, the policemen heard this, so they backed off. They didn't touch him. The next day, they brought this person in front of the king, and the king looks at him and he's like, do, do I know you? Are you part of one of the people who I know? I, I don't recognize you. And so the man says to the king, he says... Uh, you don't really know me, but please take care of me because I trusted in you. I put my faith in you. I knew that no one is going to save me unless I put my faith in you. So the king, of course, takes care of this person, does protect the person. So that's the way it is. That's how human beings respond. HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds the same way. This is talking about a human being doesn't have such great ability, who is very weak when it comes to his understandings, and his ability to, to fulfill other people's desires. And his small understanding when it comes to doing kindnesses to others, fulfilling his very needs, he doesn't know even exactly what the person needs. Certainly when it comes to God, the creator of the world, is stronger than anyone. He has compassion on you from the very moment that you were conceived inside of your mother's womb. Hashem has all of the ability. No one has the ability. He knows all the things that the person really needs. All the things that the person really has inside of his heart. All the things that will be a favor for that person. A person has no choice. We have to trust in Hashem without being involved in any hishtadlis, without any efforts. So that we not fall into the trap of believing that it was my power, my efforts, my abilities that gave me the success. Like Rabbi Sol Salanter, the father of the Muslim movement, who was the Rebbe of the Altar of Navardic. Like he writes in his Sefer Avni Yisrael. A person who does so much efforts, too much efforts, but even a lot of efforts. So he's included in those who deny God's existence. Because they're depending upon their own efforts. They're depending upon their own power. We understand from an intellectual perspective, If a person makes a fence for himself in order to be able to minimize his efforts, completely, even if it's not absolutely the correct thing to do. But if we say, you know, it's just like a person who's a Nazir, a person who's a... uh, working on Kedusha, on holiness. So we say to him, stay far, far away. Don't even go in a field of grapes. Don't even go in a, in a vineyard. 
If a person is doing that as well, you know, I'm not going to do any ishtadlus. You know why? Because I know if I touch ishtadlus, I, I fall into the trap of believing that it's me. So, the, the intellectual, the intellectual, we're forced to say intellectually that as we explain, that as we've gone through what happens when a person puts his complete trust in a person, that person has to help him. So, even if it's, let's say, not the way to go, it's interesting that he's saying it this way, but even if someone would say that, which is not, he's saying, I don't believe that, but even if you would say that, still, Hashem has no choice, so to speak, but to provide you with what you need. The beautiful Pasuk, one who trusts in Hashem is surrounded by kindness. Just as if you look around me, I'm surrounded by the beautiful nature of Hashem. Hashem saviv la'amoy. And the Pasuk says, just thinking about it, because he used the same language, the Pasuk can tell him, Yushalayim arim saviv Jerusalem is surrounded by mountains. I was noticing this, not this past Shabbat, but the Shabbat before I was in Yushalayim, visiting my parents. Uh, he went to the Kaisal. And surrounding Yushalayim, it's, it's awesome. I, I don't feel like I ever noticed it. There's the beautiful mountains surrounding the whole Yushalayim. You see it from, from far away. You look beyond the Kaisal, you look to the right. If you're standing farther up, and you see the mountains surrounding. Hashem saviv la'amayim And just as the Yushalayim is surrounded by the mountains, which represent protection and love and embrace, so too Hashem surrounds Am Yisrael. Surrounds his nation. And Hashem surrounds us, as this Pasuk says, the person who trusts in Hashem is surrounded. He's surrounded by mountains, the mountains of Hashem, the kindness of Hashem. The truth is that he has no other way. There's no one else really to depend on except for Hashem. Only God Himself can fulfill that which He requests. Because he knows every detail of a person's sicknesses, of a person's spiritual sicknesses, physical sicknesses, the things that a person lacks. And he knows the cure, the personalized cure for that person. Even more than a person knows himself. All of the abilities are in his hands and nobody else. A person like this, a person who completely places his faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, doesn't, doesn't do any ishtadus, doesn't put in any efforts. So that person has the correct approach. So it's very clear, as we have shown, it's very clear that a person who puts his complete faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his complete faith in God, so Hashem will give him all that he needs without any kind of efforts necessary on his part. If the person trusts in truth, truly trusts in Hashem, he doesn't try anything else, he doesn't look for anybody else to help him, he doesn't put in any other efforts, he doesn't believe that someone besides God is going to provide for him, he will certainly get that which he desires. All of his needs will be filled. Of course, besides the fact 
That even if you wouldn't be answered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if a person wouldn't receive that which they would like to get, you still have an obligation. We still have an obligation to trust in Hashem even if we don't get what we want. It's a mitzvah. It's something which is a chayk, it's a seichel, it's a mitzvah sichli, it's a mitzvah chukis, it's intellectual, however you approach it. We're obligated to trust in Hashem, but when we trust in Hashem, as we, as we said, completely, 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 Hashem has to respond. The obligation of a person is to place all of his efforts where do we put all of our efforts? To acquire, to get the attribute of faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, I know I've said this before, I'm going to say it again because this is the bottom line, this is the final paragraph of this concept. Where do we put our shtadlus? Where should we put our efforts? All of our efforts can go into strengthening our bitachin, more bitachin, more faith in God. Asher, he is said, kala Torah kula. It's the foundation of the entire Torah. This is it, my friends. Bitachin is the foundation of the entire Torah. The Gra also writes this, that the reason we're put on this earth is in order to develop bitachin, a real relationship with God. In the 26th simon of, of uh, Orachayim Rush, in the first part, the entire Situation of a person is dependent upon this. Therefore, let's place all of our faith in God. And then we will have heavenly assistance. That we will be included in those who truly trust in Hashem. Like the Pasuk says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, the famous Pasuk. Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem. And when we trust in Hashem, the one who trusts in Hashem, Hashem will be His trust. Hashem will show that indeed when we trust in Him, He can be relied upon. This means It means that when a person is Meister Nefesh, he gives himself over to this mitzvah completely to trust in Hashem. Then he will certainly receive heavenly assistance, miraculous heavenly assistance. That God will be his trust. He will get the ability Hashem will give him a siyata deshmaya. I believe this is what he's saying here at the very end. That if you put all of your efforts in, of course, we can't complete anything in the world. We can't even put our ishtadlis in properly to having bitachin. But if we do put as much of our kachis in as possible, we put all of our efforts in, we, we do it for real, we really mean it, we really try all the way. Really, really, have bitachin. Really, really, we trust in Hashem. Hashem will help us that we'll be able to completely trust in Him. And Hashem will come through and give us all of our needs. So here we've completed this, and I invite you to uh, send an email, either to the Bitachin group at gmail.com, or to Ari Goldweg, my email, Ari Goldweg at gmail.com. Join us, Baruch Hashem, we have a beautiful men's group. 
beautiful women's group, studying these things, working on these things together. I also invite you, if you have an idea of where we can continue, I have some ideas myself, but if you have an idea of where we can continue on, or you might be interested in, in hearing about more ideas of Bitachan, send an email there to that same email address. And thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time.